0: So, we're joining another game in progress. Yesterday's YouTube video was our second most popular in the history of this channel. So, let's keep plugging away. Let's see what happens. Let's see if I can help some magic happen. Uh, as we are currently in the seventh inning of this one, we will discuss today's game as it is occurring, much like yesterday. Uh, we will get into the minors, the pitching side of things, as we talked about the hitters last time, on today's episode of Locked On Guardians. <laughs> Are locked on Guardians, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, so right now we have a runner on first uh, in the seventh, two one count. Going on, trial has uh, 94 pitches. Josh Harrison is at the plate. Guardians currently trail three to one. Josh Naylor going yard yet again in this one. That's three home runs in what, how many innings now? I think he hit it in the sixth there, or was it in the seventh when he hit the home run? But either way, it's like almost in, in a game's time, he has gone yard three times. There's a great story circulating on Twitter too about how before the game, uh, a young fan asked him to sign a baseball, and Josh Naylor then asked that fan to sign his glove. Uh, I know I was critical of him this offseason, and I've been proven wrong. You know, I, I'm willing to call a spade a spade. It is early. I mean, I don't think he's going to continue at quite the toward pace he's had, the same, you know, this uh, caveat I've put with Owen Miller uh, and even Andres Jimenez, who's a player I was correct on. But, you know, these players are playing better. They have definitely taken to the coaching. I don't know what I'm doing with my hat here. My hair is a disaster. Uh, They're definitely taking to the coaching. They're definitely playing better. It's definitely an improvement. You get some right, you get some wrong, and I will say, like, for as much as saying wrong, more my point on Josh Naylor was if he had continued with his production from a year ago, which was below league average, it would have made for a hard decision. Uh, Maybe he would have started to show this improvement a year ago if he had stayed healthy. Likely, you know, there's a lot of people who when I. Made my comments about Naylor came out of the woodwork and showed me like okay so he's worked on his stance his launch angle things like that whatever it is it's clearly working uh, this has not been you know the most enjoyable game reason number one because the the Jack um, the donkeys in the front row uh, side note uh, as I'm recording this the uh, the Astros are currently no hitting the Twins uh, in the eighth inning let's let's uh, let's go ahead and jinx that one. But yeah, uh, this game is utterly, completely, totally unlistenable, to. Like, you cannot have volume up on this game and keep your sanity. It is so annoying because of the dudes in the front row and just the loudness of their shouting and everything going on. Uh, You know, you can let me know over on the YouTube, do you agree, disagree? I think unless you're a White Sox fan, you're going to agree with me. Uh, even if the Guardians lose this game, the worst part about this game isn't the game itself. It is that group of you know frat boys in the front row. Oh, it's obnoxious. This game, uh, the running theme, my joke on Twitter, and it was uh, the Guardians are out there playing defense as if they think the Chicago they're, they are the Chicago White Sox. They're just not not. It's not even that they're not making plays. It's you know uh, before the two run home run by Sheets. You have Jose Ramirez of all players drop a foul ball. You have Naylor drop a ball. You have Hedges with two bad throws. Now, one of those Jimenez probably should have got to. Maybe you don't put that all on him. But it's one of those games you look at, too, and it's, why is Quantrell still in there? You know, he just gave up a run in the seventh. He shouldn't be going through this lineup again. This is where I get frustrated with Tito. Yes, this is technically the third time through the lineup for um, these guys. And then, but... You still had, yeah, for Ingle, for Harrison, for the guys who were up early, that's the third time through. But no matter what, you're going to have guys on the fourth time through the lineup on a pitcher who's been okay in this game. He's not missing bats. He's got four earned runs, 10 hits. He's been very hittable. I don't know why he's still in there. That is, that is a very questionable decision. He's now out after six and a third innings, have, having given up uh, you know another run. But it, I don't know why he is in there. That that is a very silly decision. Uh, after Naylor hits the home run to make it three to three to one, to leave Quantrell, when he's it's not like he's you know dominating. It's not he's a low nineties pitch count. Yeah, the velocity I think was up to ninety four in this one, but he's he's being okay. He's not being like spectacular. I I disagree with that. That's my biggest problem in the early goings. I gotta give you know uh, Rosario some credit. I have been rough on him. And, you know, I was getting ready to kind of tweet jokingly about the fact he swang so hard at one of the pitches he almost fell over. And then he followed it up by lacing a single to the outfield. So, hey, whatever the approach is, it works. Uh, it's been an ugly offensive game. The Guardians have managed six hits and one walk. Uh, Stephen Kwan, if he doesn't get a hit in his next at bat, is going to fall below 300 in terms of batting average. Jose Ramirez is, is at that threshold as well. Uh, who's reached base twice? You know, that's, that's kind of our metric of success, of uh, over-the-top success, I guess, more than anything else. It's Rosario, it's Naylor, and that's it. Uh, Naylor has the only extra base hit in this one. Like I said, it's been a- there's two listed errors, Hedges and Naylor. There probably should be four. That's, that's where it's been in this game defensively, and that's really the, the takeaway, because if Jose catches that foul ball, you know, is this a 1-1 game? Does, you know, uh, did, did we even get to the point where Sheets hits that home run? It's it's frustrating in that regard. And again, Jose is about as, you know, solid and steady as they come. So I'm not saying, like, it's Jose's fault. I'm just saying, like, a lot of players, you go in that inning and drop dropped a uh, foul pop by Josh Naylor. And then I think it was on the Sheets before the Sheets home run, or maybe it was... You know, I'd have to go back and look at the individuals. They don't have the the parts of it. But it's like the Jose dropping that pitch was big. Josh dropping a pitch is huge. I mean, none of those things, like I said, they're playing defense like the Chicago White Sox out there. Now, that's why they're currently losing this one 4-1. to one. Uh, Shaw is now in the game. He is going to get a huge bonus because remember his bonuses are based on appearances. Nice play by Naylor at first to get Moncada at, uh, at first base, you yeah, know, because that's where he is. We now have uh, two outs here in the 7th. We'll see if the Guardians can uh, keep the damage low. Just playing the box score, bingo in the early going here in the 7th with the Guardians only managing one hit, or I'm sorry, six hits and one walk, seven opportunities. One run is still low on seven opportunities. That's still a low uh, overall production rate for that. Other side of things, uh, White Sox have 10 hits and zero walks. This White Sox team does not walk. That's I think they're the second worst in baseball in terms of walk rate. So they've had 10 opportunities, 4 runs is high for that. Now, actually, I didn't count the error, so technically 12 opportunities, but really you could say 14 opportunities, which is then more in line with the 4 runs they've gotten. Yeah, I, you know, looking at this game, the Guardians, if they lose it, you know, tomorrow's rubber match to see uh, who's going to win the, the series. doesn't necessarily have any extra important because you want to win them all at this point, but... Uh, It would be nice to take two series in a row from the White Sox. It'd be even better to sweep them two series in a row. I would definitely go for that. But this Guardians team, after that really rough stretch in there, after they swept the White Sox, it got ugly for a time uh, between the Yankees and... Why am I blanking on the the Angels? Now we're kind of seeing them, you know, again, a productive, strong stretch. We will see what they... We'll continue to do. We'll continue to track this game as it's going on. Right now, we have a 2-1 count on Abreu, who's over 3 in the game, who's uh, struggling in the early going. It might be the end of his time in Chicago. Oof, that's a... He got in on the hands, pop-up, nailer right there, and uh, we're through seven. So it seems like a perfect time to take a break. We'll come back and talk about minor league pitching because while I got many kind, kind comments about the podcast... Yesterday, I mean, all kind comments about the, uh, the game winning reactionary podcast. Like I said, second most popular podcast we've had ever here on Locked On Guardians. I forgot to do the spiel. Um, thank you for listening to Locked On Guardians, making it your first listen today and every day wherever you get podcasts. Uh, I am Jeff Ellis. I have been, you can Google me or go find me at Jeff MLV Draft and you'll find plenty of things about what all of my writing experience through the years. Uh, but Yesterday's show, the the most. If there was a negative comment, it was people <laughs> agreeing me with the problems with the pitching rotation. So we will talk. I didn't cough, almost did. We'll talk about that all in a second uh, after a quick sponsor break to talk about one of our many fantastic sponsors. Spring is in the air. It's a time of renewal and growth, personally and professionally. As your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word you're hiring so your network can help find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to hire. It's it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading uh, competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash MLB. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnMLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So Jose Ruiz is in for the White Sox. Austin Hedges is 2-2. I feel a strikeout coming on. I do not know about anyone else watching right now. Uh, but I mean, come on, you got to feel the strike strikeout. Oh, three, two count. Uh, you almost kind of wish he had leaned into that one a little bit more. Let's talk about minor league pitching. So we talked about the hitters and what's standing out. Uh, talked about, you know, some of my favorite stealth prospects like Jose Fermin and system. Let's talk about the pitching. So what's happening, what's occurring when the minors is, man, again, you know, we talked to Hunter Gaddis last week, um. Just about a, exactly a week ago on the show, that is a out by Hedges to everyone's surprise. Uh, and that Akron rotation is still, you know, popping off, as it were. Uh, they are throughout these leading prospect lists. Though the number one pitcher in ERA is now first-round pick Gavin Williams down in Lake County. Uh, I assume he will assume he'll move quickly. They've been moving the pitchers quickly. He's got very little to prove he's dominating. But speaking of guys with little to prove... Remember, this is Logan Allen's second minor league season because the year he was drafted was that 2020 season. Uh, he's got a 195 ERA in Akron. Or how about, you know, Pete and Beatonfield and Adam Scott, both pitching an incredibly hit-friendly park in Columbus, being third and fourth on the list. Now, there is some issue with qualifications because there's not enough players who qualify because fifth is Avion Curry, who's got an ERA of nearly five. Again, limited sample size, but it's very encouraging with those early names. Batenfield needs to be added at the end of the season. I don't know if Scott gets an opportunity or not, but I mean, at some point, depending on how things go at this rotation, Batenfield might get an opportunity sooner rather than later, especially if he continues to perform. Logan Allen is also your strikeout king with forty-three strikeouts. Gavin Williams two, Daniel Spino three, Riley Boone, and Lynchburg. You know, they they're he's he's fourth maybe not the name you expected tied for fifth Curry and Gaddis. you know Gaddis who was on the show just last week this is what's funny so Curry and Gaddis are tied for fifth so that makes them fifth and sixth Cantillo seventh and Akron Tanner Burns eighth and Akron tied for eighth oh Andrew Missizeka another interesting pitcher for them uh this Akron team my goodness uh, but yeah, it's, you look at that performances and then, you know, we've talked about Nick, Nick uh, being the top reliever in system. Nick Enright is making a name for himself this year. He is, you know, one of those guys who slowly developed through the minors. Uh, one of those, you know, I, I want to say he was a day three pick. I might be wrong there for some reason. I want to say like, I'm not, now I'm going to pull it up because I, I don't want to misspeak and I'm thinking like a Georgia arm. So I'm totally going to be wrong about that. Virginia Tech. Very wrong. <laughs> Not even remotely close. And in terms of where he was taken in the draft, a yeah, a twentieth round pick by the Guardians twenty nineteen out of Virginia Tech. And, you know, he's slowly moved through the system and then you know, mostly as a reliever throughout his career. And you know, the ERA isn't great right now, but he is missing bats. Command is, you know, numbers could be a little improved, but just keep a name, name, keep an eye on him in terms of relief prospects and system. Uh, Innings pitched, Logan Allen, again, tops that list, and he's averaging over six innings per start. We just had uh, Miles Straw with a walk here in the eighth inning. A lot of people have been down on Straw. This is what I'll say about him. I thought he'd be a slightly below-league average bat. I think that's what we're seeing him do. I think that's what we're seeing him be. is he still incredibly valuable? Even with that, yes. Like you, you just have to accept what he is. Uh, Stephen Kwan coming to the plate. If he does not get a hit, he will fall under three hundred in terms of batting average. Which at that point, I believe he just uh, spontaneously combusts and we lose him. He cannot fall under three hundred. It just it's the contract he wrote. Going back into the the minor league stats. Let's see. First pitch, saw something you liked, got it out to the warning track, dead center. Stephen Kwan is now batting under 300. a straw with an aggressive tag and go, moves himself to second. Going back to the stats, uh, batting average for opponent's face, this gets interesting. Kevin Williams is at 1.01, that's right, barely hitting over 100 against him. Logan Allen, 198. Curry and Batenfield are in the two uh, 200 and teens and then Adam Scott at 220. Again, I don't think there's just they're using qualified players and I don't think there's enough qualified players just based on innings pitched at this point in time. Like Adam Scott, uh, you know, Curry made it at 21.2. Tanner Burns is at 21.1 and that must not be enough. Like you had to be at 21.2 to qualify. Uh, so, yeah, that's. Gavin Williams has literally nothing to prove right now. He is just unbelievable. Probably should get promoted. Also leads a team in whip. Whip's a bit of a junk stat. It's fun to look at. Uh, Logan Allen, number two. And that's the thing, though. It's like you look at Allen doesn't have much more to prove. Uh, There are still people who think he's a future reliever. I just say doubt the guy at your own uh, risk. He seems to be the classic Guardians over performer where they saw something there. Good athletic profile. He's moving so steadily through these minor leagues. But Batenfield is the probably the next guy up if you need a starter. That's probably the guy. Uh, not on the 40-man now, but you're going to have to add him anyways at some point. Uh, I don't think we have any chance of seeing Espino or Allen because of the crunch. Neither of them needing to be added now or at the end of the season. Uh, if they decide to go and add a reliever, that's when you're starting to look at. Like, Xavier Curry will get a chance before them. Miklo Jack uh, as a, you know, relief player could help out. Maybe they give Adam Scott an opportunity. Like with the issues with ending ghost, at some point if they're like, you know, yeah, the arm's electric, but I don't know if he's consistent enough to be a reliever. Maybe they go Scott. Maybe they give him a shot. Um, you know, there, there's a few guys to consider in those upper levels. Maybe they give Cantillo a shot. We'll have to see, right? Like but the thing that is nice is again, Logan Allen's dominating double A. He's gonna get the move up soon. Peyton Battenfield is doing really well in a non pitcher friendly environment. Uh Connor Pilkington's look good when he's been called up. They have two guys on the forty man ready to jump in and go as needed. They have the next wave is, you know, sitting there waiting. You're probably like, Why isn't there more about a Espino got hurt? Um, was it a leg injury? He just He's been on the DL for a week or so. He's missed a few starts. But when you look at, you know, Espino, Williams, Logan Allen, Batonfield, there's interesting guys up and down. And then we haven't even, you know, Riley Boone, uh, Tanner Bibby, those guys who on draft day, maybe that's a little underwhelming. Like they're not anyone where you look at them and go, yeah, they got major league stuff. But that's what the Guardians do well. That is what, you, you know, they identify players where they can find more. I'll stand, you know. I got in debates about this last year, but it's like, why do they target Florida pitchers? Because Florida has done a pretty poor job in development. I know it's a huge program, and it's had a lot of first round pitchers, but where is AJ Puck? Where is Logan Shore now? Where is Alex Vayado? You know, uh, where is Tommy Mace relative to all things? Tommy Mace would have gone higher out of high school, and he did it out of college. And yes, he was a late second, but he had first round run. If he had gone then, Jack left, which it is just a long Hunter Barco didn't gain any velocity. Now he's got Tommy John. It is a long stream. And I think the guardians very much see. And so we had uh, Susa come in for Ramirez. Ramirez lines out. We're now heading uh, what, to the bottom of the eighth. So we'll see about this game. Not as exciting. You don't get the great big reactions uh, going on as it occurs. But yeah, I think the big takeaway with this pitching staff is there's depth and there's potential stars. And while the pitching staff in the big leagues is not great, you know, it's an average staff. It is a purely average staff with a lot of back end types. We all got spoiled. And again, people got mad at me, like I was saying something. You really have to appreciate at peak how ridiculous that Guardian's rotation was. Corey Kluber was the best. Guardians pitcher of my life like CeCe Sabathia had a really good run there at the end Cliff Lee was unbelievable for what three years Corey Kluber won (laughs) multiple youngs and was in the conversation Corey Kluber did things no pitcher has done in my time in Cleveland as a fan of this team and then you add in you know uh, Carlos Carrasco who's like in the top 10 for almost every pitching category and was like probably the best pitcher to never be an all-star Right now in baseball, the best player, to you know, for a long time, that was former Guardian Shinshu Chu. Now that's Carlos Carrasco, the best pitcher to ever be an All-Star. How about Shane Bieber, who also won a Cy Young and was the fifth starter at peak on that team? How about Mike Clevenger, who netted them Naylor and Hedges and Miller? And at the time, most people thought the Guardians didn't get enough back in that deal because Clevenger, when he was fully healthy, was a top five pitcher in the American League. And then we haven't even talked about Trevor Bauer. And Trevor Bauer is, I mean, I'm, he was, at the beginning, he struggled a bit. Then he was amazing. And everything since then has been incredibly toxic and things we're not going to touch on. But in terms of the on-the-field performance, uh, I mean, that rotation was five pitchers who were all in the top 15 in all of the American League. It was something we're never going to see replicated just because of how rare that is. But uh, we do have some, you know, the next wave is coming up. We'll see if we can maybe get a few more pitchers that are like McKenzie, like Bieber, who have that more number one, number two upside. Uh, that is my hope. You know, they've got solid filler. But if they really want to be a contending team, I think we need to see a little bit more. Let's take that second break here as we, uh, we're we in the eighth inning. Sure to see. Henches is in. This is a good chance to talk about one of the players who's really taken a, a big breakthrough so far this year. Listen, our great friends over at BuiltBar.com have one of their favorite bars back right now. While Supplies Last, Birthday Cake Puff is back. It comes with sprinkles. It is a mess out of the bag, but it is delicious. I have had it. Try it for yourself. Over at BuiltBar.com. Remember, if you want to try the Birthday Cake Puff or any of their other fantastic products, you want to use the promo code LOCK15. Why LOCK15? Because you're not going to find a better deal on the best tasting protein bar on the market. I eat Bilt Bars daily. I put my money where my mouth is. Not literally, but figuratively, as I spend my own money to go and buy Bilt Bars. I love this product. I eat it daily. It is good for you. It is delicious. Go to BiltBar.com today. Remember that promo code is LOCK15. You will thank me later. So, yeah, we got some weird baseball going on. How about that? Uh, maybe maybe I'm just not allowed to not record. I was sitting here, you know, it's like, so because I wanted to record as the game is going on, because that's what got requested uh, after the performance yesterday, it meant I didn't get a chance to get all my stuff together. So I'm like, you know what? We'll see how it goes. We'll see how much I have to talk about in segment three. Sometimes I get to the college stuff. Sometimes I don't on the Wednesday wrap up. We never know. So I wanted to get all the data together right now. I, uh, he might be out, but that's the thing. Like don't slide. Sliding slows down your momentum. You should run through first base. Don't slide. Physics, math, your body slows down. You're dropping. When you are running full speed, you are just gaining speed. If he runs all the way through, he's probably safe here. We'll see whether or not, Andres Jimenez, if you missed it, head first slide into first base. You're also asking to break fingers in this situation. Just run through. I've never understood why this is one of those things that still happens. Like, it should just be a very basic thing of baseball. No matter what happens... Dropping to slide, as you slide, you're going to lose momentum. It's one thing if you're trying to avoid a tag. That is where it makes sense. Run through the base. You're not going to be out. You're allowed to run through it. Run through. Right now, if base is loaded with two outs, we'll see what this review says. Just run through the darn base. Like, it comes up all the time. number of players I see slide. Unless you're avoiding a tag, you shouldn't slide. That's the only thing, because let's just talk basic physics, okay? When you drop to slide, you have more friction. More friction slows you down. Run through the base, you have less friction. It's not like you drop in a slide and friction can't find you anymore. It's not like, oh no, I'm too low for friction. Running, if he runs through, he's safe. We'll see how the challenge turns out right now. But it's just such a fundamentally simple thing. And I don't understand how professional baseball players do this all the time. Why is there this, I'm going to dive at first base. When you're diving, especially when you look where Jimenez dived, he dove from such a far <laughs> level out that he slowed himself down. Ah. So I don't have the sound on. Yep, it got overturned. And that's the end of the game. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be over. Don't slide into first. I mean, I guess I should just, like, cut and paste this and send it to the Guardians and be like, can you just explain to your players? It's not their fault. And, you know, there is a tendency to just dive towards it, I guess. But right now, it should be bases loaded with two outs, and said we're game over. No. <laughs> Question is, bases loaded with two outs, does... uh? Uh, does Terry actually pinch hit for Hedges this time? I, you know, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I would hope so. But then your bench is also Ernie Clement, Luke Maley, and Oscar Mercado. So, uh, who you sending out? I guess maybe Mercado in that situation. Um, it's it's one of those things where like I can sit here and get mad and rail against a loss that I feel like maybe shouldn't have been a loss. But it's not like bases loaded would have been the best situation based on what they have on the bench. That's just it. But still, it—you should at least have got that opportunity. It's just—it's not smart baseball. It is a dumb play. Sliding incurs friction. Friction slows you down. Basic science. Uh, from a history major. So, I mean, it's not like it, it takes a whole lot uh, to understand that. In this game, to get to that situation in the ninth, Fran Mill walked. Rosario with a single, so that's three hits in this one uh, for him. It's, the Guardians ended up getting up to three walks because Straw also had a walk. Now, unfortunately, when I look at this game, like, you know, I do the three stars often. What are my three biggest frustrations? Leaving Quantrell in too long not running through first base, defense. Those are the three things that just drive me batty when I look back at this game because it could have been a much closer affair and it could still be going on. So there's that. Uh, Who are three stars in this one? Well, Naylor with the home run, the only run that gets crossed, two hits, a home run. Uh, Rosario didn't have a massive blunder in this one and he had three hits. Uh after that it's it's hard because no one else even reached base twice you know the bottom of the lineup yesterday the bottom of the lineup was supercharged and it really led this team forward today you look at Jimenez and Hedges at eight and nine they went zero for seven with three with three strikeouts uh it wasn't Fran Mill had an zero for before that walk Ramirez and Miller each re base one time so did Quan and uh straw so it wasn't the strongest opportunities like honestly I'm probably gonna give it to Henches as he lowered his ERA to 0.69 and we need all of 13 pitches to get through that inning he just continues to be a revelation he has never looked like the guy he has become uh so far like there's no way the biggest fan of Henches could have predicted that he was gonna do what he did but that's why you give big guys who throw hard as many opportunities as you can I guess so yeah, that's that's the game for today. Uh I'm uh you know, I was gonna talk about some college guys. Uh Shamar, let's just give him some quick shout out. Shamar Page, uh senior at Grambling, pitched at Law Tech. He's gonna be twenty three in May, so an older pitcher. What is not only is he top three in the nation in strikeouts, but he's also got a nine eighty five OPS and is playing every day. Two way guy at Grambling, missing a ton of bats, walk rate is a little higher than the Guardians typically like. But a really good athlete, two-way guy, could still be on the radar. They went for guys who are a little bit older last year. I don't think it scares them off as much as it has in the past. I was gonna talk about Bryson Moutz, the San Diego, University of San Diego pitcher, who you know is missing bats. Like nobody, thirteen point one strikeouts per nine, walks per nine are down to two point three, home runs per nine are at one point four. That might you know affect some teams. You know the Guardians might actually view that as a bonus that he is clearly a fly ball pitcher, not a ground ball pitcher. They prefer fly ball types. He is a lefty, and he's not going to turn opposite a page here. He's not turning 21 until mid-July. So very young for a class. And it's, you look at it. I mean, he was a 2020 freshman, didn't get to pitch that much that year. Last year, mostly worked out of the pen. He didn't even get to go to the Cape. He went to my neck of the woods. He pitched in the Northwoods League. Which is the secondary Wood Batley. Or it's just. Neat. I want to thank everyone for listening, rating, reviewing. Frustrating game tonight, but hopefully we will get a series win tomorrow for the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, remember to rate and review, download daily. That helps. Subscribe, like, all those good things. Uh, and I want to thank you again for making Lockdown Guardians your first listen today and every day. Whatever it is you get podcast, uh, go check out Lockdown Blue Jackets. Let's throw it out. Uh, hockey is my favorite sport to play. Back when I played sports. And uh, they just had the NHL draft lottery tonight. So go, uh, go hear some thoughts on uh, who they might draft at 6 and 12. That's, that's, I'm going to shout out to a, a podcast I haven't shouted out to before. And as I end every episode now, go, go, Guardians, go.